Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. That is our new theme song. Uh, it is Dirt Track Bandit by Bone Feather. Uh, huge shout out to Bone Feather for reaching out and giving us the go ahead to play that. So I appreciate it. And uh, so check them out. Go to iTunes and download that new track, Dirt Track Bandit by Bone Feather. So uh, exciting night tonight. We have uh, the fullest room that we have had. Um, we've even got Matt moved to a new chair over here and uh, off to the side, new microphone. So an ex- exciting night, Matt. I feel more comfortable with this one. This is what I'm used to talking into. So, you know, this this is good. All right. Well, first of all, let's go to our sponsors, Matt. Uh, first off, it's going to be Schaefer Photo and Custom Tees. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tees is a place for any race fan to get your racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and, mu- and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tees booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Well, unfortunately, we can't stop by there right now. Not until March, but uh, I'm sure if you get on the, what is the, the website again? Uh, Schaefer11.smugmug.com. Get on there and uh, send it in for Christmas or anything, and Mark and Jamie will take care of you. So you don't think Bronze Bobby's still at the booth? I know he's not. <laughs> okay. I thought he was there year-round. No. I could call him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he usually tunes in, so maybe we'll get a get a response. Second up is In the Fast Lane Productions. In the FastLaneProductions.com is the premier place in southern Indiana to see all of the racing action from Brownstown Speedway on Saturday nights. Go and get your premier account now, especially headed into the off-season. It's a great opportunity to review all the racing action from 2018 as well as past seasons. Next up, Brownstown Speedway. Brownstown Speedway and Jim Price, uh, big supporters over the this year and, uh, you know, racing pretty much every Saturday night from March until late October. So get out Saturday nights and watch racing there at Brownstown Speedway. We also have Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Next one's going to be Billy Bad Fast Performance. New sponsor by racers for racers. Billy Bad Fast Performance is your source for new and used racing parts and supplies. They're currently stocking Schaefer's oil products and front and rear bumpers and door bars for your late model or modified. If they don't have it, they can find it. Call them today at 502-517-9393. Next up is P3 Graphics. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Also, Tommy Taylor Farm Bureau Insurance. 
Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is he a multi-line agent that can keep all of your insurance in one place, he is also a dedicated individual who is customer service focused and always puts the customer's best interest first. His mission is to provide each and every customer with a simple process that is easy to understand and to ensure you and your family are properly covered if and when the unexpected occurs. And then last but not least, the second coldest beverages in Crothersville. Be Brad Irwin Customs. Contact Brad Irwin Customs for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Give Brad a call today at 812-216-3900. And I'm just going to say that I've ch- I challenged him, what, six months ago about having the coldest beverages in Crothersville, and I told him to come straight out and still haven't seen him. So, I mean, again, Brad, we're right here, man. You know, coldest beverages in Crothersville. Mm-hmm. Right here. Free beverages. Thirsty sportsmen may be a little colder, but it, they pay. You got to pay there. <laughs> All right. You want to introduce everybody, Matt? I'll introduce Jason, then he can go around the room and get everybody else in there. But uh, Jason Heyman here this evening had a great year. Jason, stop me if I've missed anything on this, but you're 2018 National UMP points champion in, the, in what, sportsman, right? Correct. And then you're 2018 Brownstown Speedway track champion. 2018 Bloomington Speedway track champion. You're the uh, Scott Patman Memorial race winner this year and also the Kokomo Clash race winner. Have I, did I miss anything of your accolades this year? Uh, the Josh Burton Memorial. Oh, yeah. We okay, I forgot about one. that one. And then obviously, you know, when you win the Nationals, you're a regional champion too. So, I mean, right. Yeah. Jason, a, pull that mic just a little bit closer to you. And I'll well, let you <laughs> break it. I'll let you let you introduce everyone else in the room there. Well, of course, Nathan Bowling's here. White Shoes showed up and Absolutely. hung out with us. So. Right. And I uh, got my uncle, Roger. He came along and my dad. And, uh, you know, my uncle's the one that got everything started for us. Uh, he, uh, and then he carried it on to my dad, and then I took over from dad's shoes. So that's that's why we have them with us. So we got from the, the beginning of Heyman Racing all the way to current then in, in the house tonight, right? Um, yeah, and hopefully we have some future with us, I was going to say, we got, might have some future over there, too. Well, it just depends. <laughs> <laughs> there were some big eyes right off camera right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's going to have to get a job and work a lot of hours. I've done showed him what it's, what it's like to, to be successful in that deal. And, you know, he's got a takes a lot of money, and I think he's realizing what kind of money it takes to do this. So uh, I don't know if he wants a part of it or not, but, you know, opportunity's there for him. Well, if he listened to your first interview, what did you say? You worked four jobs just so you could race? What not? Uh three or four i yeah. know i had three three jobs when i first started so i could so i could go out there and and get beat by a nose piece every week to not make the feature so i mean you know a lot of work that takes some dedication to to show up every week and and not make a feature which we talked even back then about the the talent and competition you were racing against but to yeah. put in the hours you're putting in through the week it takes that dedication i don't know if it's dedication or ignorance uh i think more <laughs> ignorance than dedication but for sure <laughs> <laughs> that's fair so so roger they say it all started with you so how is that by accident by accident <laughs> how did you how'd you get in i started out in go-karts okay in the early 60s 
that's where the number 37 come from. And uh, then it just progressed. I went through motorcycles and everything else. And then one night was at a station in Brownstown and a bunch of guys suggested we go out back and get an old car that was sitting there and, and take it to the racetrack. So we did and, and that's kind of where mine started. So what was the old car out back that you took to the race? I was going to ask that too. That's what I was going to ask. It was a Galaxy 500. And uh, the guys said, let's take it out tomorrow night. It was on a Friday night. And we pulled it in the garage, started stripping it out. Uh, Kelly Isley was the guy that was behind us. And we went out to his place, cut a roll cage out of a car, brought it in on the back of a truck, cut the top off the Galaxy, set the roll cage down in it, welded it. <laughs> I went out the next night on a Saturday night and won the first race I was ever in. And everything else is history. <laughs> and we've talked about safety standards on here before. <laughs> they literally just cut a roll cage out of another one, stuck it down in there, went racing. So that, uh, that's pretty amazing. And you won the first night you went out with it. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was all everybody else's hard work. All I was was a driver. I didn't know anything. All I know is how to turn a wheel left. And uh, everybody else done a great job. And it was kind of funny because when you went into the corner with that thing, back then you slid. Well, when you slid that Galaxy 500 around, nobody could pass you because it took up the whole racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the reason I won. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So then how did you end up, how did you get everybody else involved? How, how did it pass on? Just everybody being there. I mean, when I, when I stepped away from Kelly, I started on my own. Jeff was there, and Jeff done everything. He fixed everything. He kept motor running. Again, all I was was a wheel man. And, of course, then he picked it up from there. And eventually along comes Jason, Blue Eyes, as better known. <laughs> and uh, he picked it up, and now this year he's made me very, very proud. He's brought 37 to the forefront, and my only regret is that Mom and Dad weren't here to see it. But uh, it's like I say, it's just progressed over time from generation to generation. Now, Jeff, what led you to go from setting his car up and, and wrenching for him to wanting to be in the driver's seat? And I heard some of the talk beforehand, so I'm going to assume you're going to tell me you didn't think he was doing a good enough job turning left. You really want to hear this? <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> well, one night we sort of had a little problem, so we got to the racetrack, and I decided, I said, Rog, I said, he more went his way, and I said, well, I think I'd like to drive once. That was, that's what started me, and I tell you, after that, I was hooked. <laughs> I said, okay, now it's my turn to drive, and you sit back and you help me <laughs> with his car. Did you guys ever have two cars where you guys raced against each other at all, or you always just had the one car? Just the one. Just the one. We was lucky to keep that going. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fun. Jeff Wilson just said that he, uh, he sold his street stock to you, Roger, in 1995. Yes, he did. I don't know what year it was, but he, uh, he could wheel that thing really well, and he impressed me. And I was, walked up to him one night, and I said, is it for sale? And he said, yeah. And uh, I said, you put it on the trailer, bring it over to my house, because I only live a mile from the racetrack. 
I said, you bring it over to my house and drop it in the garage from right off the racetrack. And he said, I will. And he brought it over there and I paid him. I couldn't drive that car backwards. And, uh, but he drove the wheels off of it. It was just made for him. And uh, I, I just couldn't get along with it. I, it just wasn't for me. So as far as I was concerned, Jeff needed it back because he was, he was tearing things up. He also said on here that, that uh, he got to race with both of you great guys and that he loved Jeff's dad, he said on here. so. Dad made a lot of friends at the racetrack. Mm-hmm. He, he did. I, I, all year long, I've watched Jason do what he's done, and, and probably every night when I went home, I cried because Dad wasn't there to see the great year we've had because Jason put in a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of hard work to get where he's been this year, and he deserves it in my book. Jason, what were some of those lessons that you learned from these guys? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, the one thing with racing is you have to be so smart with your money. Um, and it's not that I learned that from them. I just, <laughs> I, I, I see the money that they put and my grandpa put into it. And, and, you know, where I worked at Master Belt, you've seen so many people throw away so much of their life trying to race. And I'm not joking. I mean, I've seen a lot of houses lost. And I, that's probably the one thing I picked up the most is is to is to uh, just manage your money well. You know, it's took me 20-some years to get to this point, and everything I've always had has not been the very best quality of anything, and this by far has been the best race car I've ever had. But you stop and you look how many people raced 20-some years and kept going. It's very, oh, yeah. very, very few because mm-hmm. a lot of people throw so much at it to get to where we got this year. And it's just took a long, long time to get me to this point. And, um, you know, we might not ever do it ever again. And I couldn't do it without all the sponsors that I had. I mean, it wasn't all me. I mean, it, it's come from everybody. So you know, rattle them off one more time? You know, all of them helped you out? All this? the sponsors? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. We got Peter Hall, Curtis and Darla Kaiser. Uh, we've got Travis Kern Race Engine, Hartley Trucking, Jason Ayers Trucking, Tyler Kane, Motorsports, Bluebird Cafe, J-E-H, which is Jan Tuttle, and um, Speaker Family Farms. So, I mean, it's, I think it's good that, you know, we always let you guys get the, the sponsors out, because like you said, we got them knocked you know, they, out they early. help you out. So. Yeah, we got them knocked out early. But Yeah, and I, I want to say, this is kind of off topic, but I, I want to give a shout-out to, to Curtis and uh, uh, them at um, Pewter Hall. Mm-hmm. We're doing an event down here, uh, some of us in town doing a, a holiday meal uh, for those in need. Uh, November 18th and Curtis jumped on board and donated all the rolls and all the uh, the butter for it and never asked for any accolades so uh, no. I just wanted to on this give a shout out to him because you know Cowboy I really appreciate that it it was a crazy idea some of us around town came up with and you immediately on a Facebook post uh, jumped on and said I want to help so right. big shout out to him. Great people they are and like I say if you, I mean, you know even if the fans don't like Jason Heyman uh, sitting up there in the grandstands they can still look at Brandon Carr's race car, Derek Clegg's, Jeremy Owens's, I mean Webb Lee's, Peter Hall's on a lot of things yeah. out there he sponsors the class. I mean they he bends over backwards for racing. He he's been a part of it ever since I got started. As a matter of fact, you know, he helped paint <laughs> One of my first race cars, we painted it with house paint, and it took four weeks to, for it to dry. And when we painted it all by hand. <laughs> that that was a great story. I'm not even lying. It was ridiculous. I think when we showed up at the racetrack, it was still tacky. I mean, he's been around for a long time on that. 
I mean, that could be a great story if you actually run the paint off your race car one night. I mean, start yeah. one color and by the end it's another. I mean, that's, yeah, it, it was that's an impressive evening. That's back when we had a little more fun. It's so it's so serious now. I mean, it's it's crazy how how serious it is. I want to tell you from your last win there at Brownstown, I think you gained a whole lot of new fans in the stands because uh, Grandstands was pretty loud there when you you won that. Your last two races actually this mm-hmm. year, I mean it. They was cheering for you pretty loud there, and I mean you had a huge crowd out on the racetrack, and it was still that loud. So. Yeah, we we try. Um, main thing is, is we go there, and a lot of people say that they go there to not make friends. I go there to race and have a good time, and and you know if we've got a good car, we'll end up where we you know just wherever it ends up. You know, we just don't want to. My thing is, I don't want to piss anybody off or right. make any enemies there. You know, we spend so much money. The last thing you want to do is have a have somebody that's pissed off at you next week and tears you up for. And nine times out of ten, you're racing for twenty extra dollars. So I mean, is it worth the twenty bucks to make somebody mad next week so they can tear up five hundred? Right. In my eyes, it don't work. And I think that's part of the reason we've got twenty some years of racing in. And I want to give a shout out to you. We, um, you know, we put the bounty out. You know. Uh, with Mike Fields in the uh, Brandeis series. and uh, Yeah, you weren't there to, to help. And I, I wanted know. to say thank you while we were here. Thank you for that. Well, I wanted to shout out to you. You know, not only did you, uh, were you the one that won with Mike on the track, which was really cool for us to be able to support you with that, but you also kind of called the person who won the first Brandeis race that Mike Fields didn't win, and that was in Aubrey Egan, because when you were here the first time, you told us, She's going to win one this year. Oh, she will. Yeah, she's and she's really picked it up the last three or four races. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really good. And so to see her in victory lane, even there with, you know, I know Mike wasn't on the track, but to see her right. in, in victory lane was cool. And after you had said that, but, uh, again, congratulations to you. And um, I was excited to to see to hear that you were in victory lane there. <laughs> well, thanks. Well, he was on the front stretch. You know, Jason yeah, doesn't like yeah, to go to yeah. victory lane much, so <laughs> he keeps it old school out there on the front stretch, which – I got to. I kind of enjoy that, you know, because yeah. I want a shorter walk too. That was way shorter <laughs> walk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, White Shoes appreciate that. Well, White, White Shoes doesn't even have to get to the track. He can actually yeah. film from the gate. That way, he yeah. shoes I've got good zoom. <laughs> he just stands at the gate. <laughs> so, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this, and I'm I'm gonna go around. Roger, what is your What's your favorite race story from you? Oh, gosh darn. Uh, <laughs> probably the best one was a night when I had the old Chevy 2, and I had that thing beat from one end to the other. The back end of it was bent down. I called it a dog, dog dragging its tail. And we come out to qualify, and two guys were sitting in front of, of Papa, and... Uh, I come out, and them guys said, what in the world are they letting a junker like that on the racetrack for? And it was just my night. And I was fast qualifier, won trophy dash, which we had back then, and won the heat, won the feature. When I won the feature, them two guys looked at one another, and they said, well, I guess you can't tell nothing by looks. And Dad tapped him on the shoulder, and he said, that's my boy. <laughs> he listened to him pick on me all night long, and he just finally tapped him on the shoulder and said, that's my boy. <laughs> Jeff, what's what's your favorite favorite story you got? Mine is the night that Jason won his first big race, and we'd had motor trouble, and I'd worked on it all night long, and it comes Saturday, and my wife went out, and helped me work on it all night to get it all back together. And at four o'clock, he was all 
aggra- Jason was all mad and aggravated at me. Dad, I'm not going. I'm not going. I said, listen. I said, I've worked my tail off. I said, we're going to make it. And about 4.30, we fired it. Went straight to the trailer. Started up. No leaks. Nothing. Straight to the trailer. And he went out and won the big race. And mm-hmm. That was my... At love, 2 o'clock, just to clarify. That. I love that. Yeah, at 2 o'clock, we was putting bearings in the bottom of the motor, and it wasn't even in the race car. I was yeah. very irate. And yeah. uh, then we get there, we win, just to go ahead with the story a little bit. We win, and he was tired from working most of the night, and we got ready to run it. We won our heat race. Um, we was eighth fast qualifier. There was 58 cars back in the day, 58 of them, street stocks. We was eighth fast qualifier, won our heat race and started up front in the feature and we was going to add fuel to the car well he was tired and didn't want to do much at the racetrack from where you know he'd worked on it well he forgot to put fuel in the car and uh we we win and we're, we're picking up stuff you know celebrating a little bit it was the first night it was a big race paid a thousand win and we get over to the, what we thought we was picking up empty fuel jugs and i about dislocated my shoulder because you know, i was like what what the heck why we got so much fuel left we go check it we had less than a half inch of fuel in the race car so i mean we was just about didn't win it (laughs) that was probably though yeah you know looking back that was probably what set it up just right to make sure that (laughs) that he got across the the victory line yeah i guess so it (laughs) worked though it worked though it was a trick it's yeah it's well, a good thing you're well, one more caution. Yeah. yeah that's the sure. next week, everybody that, was almost out of fuel. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, you know how everybody watches when you unload. They all thought, well, they didn't put any gas in the thing. That's what I'm going to do next week. I'm going to leave the gas out of it. It worked, however, but it worked. Now, Jason, what's your uh, – I ask you what, what you learned from these guys, but, but what is your uh, – what's your favorite story of growing up around these guys and watching them race? Um, really i don't know um favorite story of watching him i didn't get to watch Raj much i don't believe i watched him run jeff wilson's car i did get to see that a little bit and he kind of focused more after we got going he turned turned his around and focused more on his boy ryan which we tried to get him here and he wasn't able to make it but he Raj kind of give up i didn't get a didn't get i can't say he gave up he just turned turned directions and focused more on ryan um with dad my favorite dad deal. I remember dad won his very first race, and we got down there, and there was no track photographer that night when dad won. So somebody, we just kind of stood out there on the front stretch, everybody celebrating, first ever win, everybody's excited, and somebody brought a Polaroid out there and took a <laughs> took a picture just so we could have one, and, and he got one little bitty, little, little bitty trophy, or one little bitty um, picture to remember it, so... Can I add to that a little? I, you can do whatever you want. This I, is about you. I, I think his very favorite one, when we went to Kokomo, when I flipped about five times down the back street, and he was leading it. <laughs> and he come around, and he said, Dad, he said, I come down the back street, and thinking, what in the world? He said, there was parts everywhere. And he said, and I get there, and there, I seen your car. <laughs> he said, and then he come by. I seen him come by, and he said, and there, of course, all the ambulance and everybody was there with me and everything. And he said, I seen you move your head, so you was okay. And then we got to get out of the car, and I go to him. I knew he was having, we wasn't running alcohol at the time. He was running gas. I'm thinking, uh-oh, I bet he's running hot, because I heard it just a screaming. 
So I go over to him. He said, Dad, he said, I got to go. I got to go. And I said, well, I said, they're still hooking up to the car. He said, well, ask that guy over if I can go in the infield and make a bunch of laps to try to get air going through. And I said, Jason, you're under red flag. They're not going to let you move. <laughs> and stuff like that. That was, pretty, that was pretty neat, really. I mean, the flip was awful, but the rest of it. <laughs> he said, I come down the back stretch, and he said, there was parts everywhere. <laughs> I, th- I thought we left Kokomo and went to Daytona somewhere because there was pieces. Um, it look, I'm not exaggerating when I said a million. They, they picked up for 35 40 minutes over there picking parts up off his car when you guys race with family do you kind of like watch out for him you know for things like that you know you know other than just being somebody else on the racetrack him no way man that guy that's be the first guy to run over you right there guaranteed that's the guy yeah you watch out for him you stay away from him that's how that works all i ever heard he said dad i was just getting ready to lap you Jason, Jason saw him and said, I saw his head move, but I know he ain't coming back on the track. I'm good now. That, that's for sure. I don't think we got to race much with Uncle Garage. Maybe two or three times. It wasn't much. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that you ever made it on track with me. Heaven forbid. It might not have. I don't remember. But a lot of fun. Man, they had junkyards. We got parts out of a junkyard back when I raced. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> that. you was thought about. <laughs> well, no, I was we going to say, that. you started with your first car you found behind the service station <laughs> and showed up in it. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing about racing. A guy told me that night when we was working on it, he got, grabbed me by the arm and he took me in the other room because they knew I was going to drive. And he said, don't do this, Roger. And I said, why? He said, because if you do this, he said, it's as bad as drinking or smoking. He said, you won't be able to get it out of your system. So now Jason's however old, and I'm still going to the races. He knew yeah. what he was talking about. Oh, but you don't have to get around a race car. for. I mean, I, I've never been in a race car in my life, and you know, I can't wait to get there every Saturday. So it's Once you got it, you got it. It don't, don't matter if you're racing or not. I mean, it, you, you walk into some of them places, mm-hmm. it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up on some of them. Well, and, and it also, you know, I think that's the, the cool thing about racing. And, and, you know, we've talked about this with Nathan and Matt and myself. You know, you, you always try and find your way to be involved or more involved. You know, we did the, we started this show because we wanted to be more involved with Nathan and Ryan and in the fast lane. And, you know, even if you can't sit in the seat, it's usually not. There are very few people that are content with just showing up and sitting in the stands every Saturday night. you mm-hmm. got to find your way, whether it's helping with a car in the pits or doing something you got to find your way to be as involved in the sport as you can yep i'll i'll say that my most favorite win that he done was slim's memorial the year before he was leading it and i thought he was going to win it then and he slowed down and i said jason that's when uh oh divine divine passed him him right at the end i said what was you doing he said I slowed up that because he was telling me I had a big lead. I was sitting over with my mom over in the VIP booth. And I said, are you kidding me? He said, no. He said, I was sort of saving my tire. And he said, they told me and kept telling me I had a big lead. I said, Jace, you had that one. That's the race that means the most to me. It really does because I was best friends with Tom and Slim. They were the ones that built my car. And then we was friends forever. And him and, like he said that night when he won, you know, when they was kids, I used to ride in the back of the Suburban on boxes and everything else when we'd go racing with Tom and them over in Illinois and all them things. That was really neat. Like I say, that's one of my favorite memories of you guys was when, when Jason did win this year. I think you beat me out on the racetrack. I was still trying to figure that out because you was, you was 
beating on, on Jason's hood, you know, as soon as he got stopped. And I thought, man, how did he get out here that quick? Yep. So that was, yep. I thought that was pretty cool too, that, that interaction you guys had together there on the front stretch. He mm-hmm. had to have help because there's no way he can run. I've seen that. It don't happen. <laughs> I, had, I had a golf cart. I told you. See, I told you. There's, there was help somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really neat. I'll never forget that. Never. Can I, can I say one thing I have to say tonight? You can say whatever you want. Hello, Sue. How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time we'll get him on camera all yeah. night long is right there. Yeah. I'm sure there's all wondering where this other voice came That's from. What, so it's a... I'm just glad they know that Roger was here. I mean, yeah. that, yeah. We didn't make it up but off in the corner. So He's hid behind the camera the whole night. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready yeah. to drag him over here and hold on to the chair. He's made his appearance now. so it's, Right. It's, they know what he looks like. Yeah. You want me to yeah. sit in your lap? No. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. We might get a pretty good race going right here between these two and these rolling chairs before it's all done. Uh, Jason, so, I mean, obviously, uh, one heck of a year. I mean, they're hands down one heck of a year. But as you look to next year, what's – what, what do you start with your goals after a year like this where do you turn to 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 kind of set your goals for next year uh the goals right now is just to get a car so, i didn't know if you heard him but he sold the car oh yeah. i didn't hear you say that no yeah we sold it uh josh bowler is now the proud owner of it but uh it's still at the house we're going through it just like we own it still i mean everything's just like it's an off season we're going through it all um getting it ready for the show up at springfield so uh to take it to the national banquet um so after that then we got to worry about getting a car and starting over and and right now we're just focused on getting this thing back to springfield and getting everything done there so uh but for goals it a year it it was definitely unbelievable i mean if you would have told me my goal at the beginning of the year um, my goal is always just to win one at brownstown that's all i care to do is just win one race at brownstown that's it um and if you would have told me at the beginning of the year we would have won we raced 37 times we we won 12 out of 37 we finished 12 seconds so that's 24 out of 37 we had um 23 heat race wins um there's i would never believed it because i mean you know unbelievable and you know i could not have done this without great help i mean it's not jason Heyman that done this trust me whenever i say that it's it's scott hunsucker Zach Pranger, Levi Loki, Tyler Kane, and you know, without those guys right there is why we got to where we were at. Thank you very much, guys. You helped put him on top. So I mean it's not it has nothing to do with me. Do you find it odd that the thirty seven car ran thirty seven times? Isn't it though? Is that is that a conspiracy you think? <laughs> I don't mm. know. Look at the list of, of wins. I mean yeah, I mean they are the guys who figured out to just put enough gas in to win yeah. a race. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't figured out. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> was I've never thought that. You know? I mean, what I'm wondering is, you know, I know we don't talk a whole lot of NASCAR on here, but why Jeff isn't sitting in a NASCAR pit somewhere? Because every <laughs> yeah, Sunday, they do that every Sunday, they got all these mathematicians trying to figure out how much gas to put in, and he just knows. Just if, I, if I was sitting there, they'd really be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go back super stock racing, or are you going to switch classes? What's no, I don't plan on ever switching classes. My heart's right there where super cool. super no, stock he's... is. I mean, I'll never – I don't plan on – I don't care if I got half a million dollars. You know, I plan on staying right there in the super stocks. I don't 
I think at Brandeis is going to step up a little bit more next year also for you guys. I know they're staying with your guys' class also for yeah. next year. Yeah, so. they just wanted to do that traveling thing. And he yeah. said, you know, I was really, really, really hoping that would go. But it yeah. just didn't go. So. No, really what, what, really what he's going to do is go boating. I've been wanting him to go boating all summer. Maybe he went once he said, Dad, I don't have time. Well, so that I said, guess what? If we can't find a car, we might. We're going boating. You know, I'm going to tell you a story at Brownstown Speedway about boating. Tad Cheek showed up one Saturday, paid his way through the front gate, paid his way through the the pit gate, unloaded his race car, went over to Drew's number, come back about 20 minutes later, and he said, hey, I'm leaving. We weren't even done drawing yet. Hadn't even hot-lapped. We're like, you're leaving? He said, yeah, my buddy's called and said they're on a boat. He said, I'm going to take the race car home and go boating. So loads the car up and leaves and never never raced that night. So you know, yeah. And probably the most financially wise decision he ever made, even after paying to get in the gate. Yeah. I will say if we do get a car, it will not be a full season next year. We're not going to do nothing like this ever again. It was, I wouldn't say it was stressful, probably more money-wise than anything as far as, you know, maybe the, the stress was more money-related than any it had nothing to do with racing because you know them guys got everything ready every week so but uh you lose a lot of family time doing that and you know i'm thankful my wife let me do it just one time and we was success well we kind of done it a little bit last year just didn't push real hard but she let me do it this year and was very supportive very successful at it and so um you know if we if we get something together next year it'll be unlimited I mean, no, when you say not a full season, like you'll race at Brownstown and not do as much traveling, or you won't even race every Saturday at Brownstown. I'm, I'm gonna say probably not every Saturday. Um, I'm thinking kind of do like the Mike Fields thing this year, just hit the big money shows, and and not saying I'm good enough to do that because I hear you know Boatnik's coming back, Wilson's coming back, yeah. Rick Gum's moving up, uh, Derek Clegg's wanting to get one. Um, so I mean, there's going to be a lot stiffer competition. Super stock so, class is going to be stacked. Absolutely, year. and you yes. know, if you're able to pull off one win that I'm hoping to get next year, you know, if I can just get one, that'll be, to me, it'll be a very successful year. And I do want to say that uh, your wife is one heck of a support system, and we would uh, we need to have her back on again. She's one of the best episodes I think we've had. So <laughs> well, she would love to come back. I almost tried to get her to come. Well, I tried to get her to come with us tonight, and she took the kids to eat so um she's spending time she, with she's the kids. watching though she's logged in over and here. I will, oh, is she? I, yeah. i've told this story on here before but one of my favorite nights was i happened to uh jim had happened to forget to put me on the list to get into brownstown speedway and carla was working the front gate i just happened to be wearing my jason Heyman t-shirt when i pulled in <laughs> so it helped a little bit it huh? did it got me right yeah. through the front gate i didn't yeah. have any worries i said i i she it was right after you'd been on i had my t-shirt on and she goes oh yeah you're good go ahead don't worry about yeah. it so, i'll remember so, that next year yeah, <laughs> i gotta make sure i keep my Heyman t-shirt handy i do want to say also uh shelby miles just logged in and uh I gotta tell Shelby that was the scariest thing I ever had to announce was when he burst into flames mm-hmm. yep. there in one and two in Brownstown. That uh, probably the, the the most scared I I ever was, and uh, I mean that uh, Nathan was that the most flames you ever recorded in a race yeah. car? Well, I was focused on Marty and who was the other car that was piled in there? Uh, uh, Mike B. Shelley. Yes, and I was focused in on them, and then I seen a real big flash, and I looked up. Yeah. And seeing Shelby, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I got all that. I mean, I, you hate to get something like that, but, you know. Yeah, yeah I seen, you know, he he thanked, uh, was it, Henchman's Henchman, for his, yeah. For yeah. his yeah. suit. And that, yeah, that's a that's a testament right there to make sure you spend the money on that stuff because his entire cockpit was, was engulfed in mm-hmm. flames there. So 
Well, that's he. Shelby on tonight. Give him a shout out too, because yeah. I, I was pretty nervous for him yeah. that night. And uh, Jason uh, Brandon Allman put on here that Braxton says go Jason Heyman. So <laughs> yeah, he's got two kids. My wife watches. <laughs> yeah. uh, wife watches. You know, has a little daycare there. She watches right. a few of them and. Uh, his, one of his kids pulls for Mike Fields and the other one pulls for Jason Heyman. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> one of them's really happy at the end of the night, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> normally Mike's. <laughs> that's what he, that's what he texts me when I, I put the, uh, uh, bounty out and I, and you had actually picked it up and he said, yeah, he said, this isn't going to be a good, good night in the household. Because <laughs> I got a Mike Fields fan. I got a Heyman yeah. fan. I said, well, then you can't lose. No, it's good. <laughs> Either though. way, somebody was going home with it. Right. And me and Mike, we're, we're all right. We're pretty good friends. So, I mean, he's, he's cool. And it was fun. I mean, that's what, and I was glad to see, obviously we didn't want anything to, you know, not that you would, but any driver to try and take Mike out to get that. But, nope. you know, Mike had a heck of a run there and we just wanted to see, you know, if Mike could pull it off. We right. throw it at him, but uh, right. like I said, to have you guys step up and get there was really cool. Right. I think one of the best races in a street stock class all year had to have been the one where me and Mike must have run 12, 14 laps side oh, to yeah. side. And, and that was great you know, racing. That was cool. Yeah, yeah that you was know, great racing. Yeah, that was, was a good night. And I'll be honest, in that class, that may be some of the cleanest racing that yes. you guys see. And you guys, yeah. I think you guys know each other so well, that whole group that right. you know how each other drives. But you guys race each other really clean, and you get yeah. a lot of really good racing. Yeah. And the about talent's every, so deep. About I mean, every mm-hmm. yes, there's about there's six or seven cars right there any night that could win. Yeah. You know, next year all that other talent's coming in. It's going to move it to twelve or fourteen cars that could win. Yeah. How many different winners do we have this year? I could have told. I had. I got it all recorded. I didn't bring it, but it's there's a. I'll think a of ton. it. You guys, Gary, on. I'll think of some. Well, because well, let's, I mean, it was late before we had a repeat winner. Yeah, you it, won. Fields won. Dave Shelton won. Dave Shelton. Matt Boatnick won. Colton Sullivan. Aubrey so, Egan. Yes, Colton. Aubrey. Um, um, Shumpy didn't get one this year. so No, Shumpy didn't. So there's at least yeah, six. Yeah, Not no, this year. That was that last, was last year. year. Last year. When yeah, he won the Jacks okay. 100 last year. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah there, it, there's at least six different winners right, right there. Yep. You know, and then, you know, it's surprising Josh Devine didn't because you know, he's usually right. pretty tough there. Yes, Josh is really fast. You know, so that's uh, – but like you said, now with – Possibly Clay coming into to the series, Gum coming in with the Superstar, oh, Brandon Brand, coming back. Brandon Carr won one. Oh, too. Brandon did. Yeah. You're yeah. right. So there's seven. Yeah. yeah, so there's at least seven. And he's another tough one. You know, he he didn't race every week when he was there. You had to watch him. Yeah, if that guy would just he if he could get some help and and race a little more, you know, I think he he does everything himself, and right. so it's hard for him to get to the track. But if he had had the help that I have, that guy would be really tough. Well, I'm just gonna say that your guys' little turn two family. With some pretty uh, stiff competition there all year, you know, you, you know, you're the super stock champion. You know, Clegg's the pure stock champion, and you know, Jeremy was what 12, 13 points away from being right. modified champion. Yep. I mean, yep. you guys, a whole lot of competition right there, side right. by side. We're, we're all pretty good friends. We don't share much, I don't think, but we're pretty, you know, we're pretty <laughs> tight. I want to point out that Nathan uh, Keith Sparkman says you got to be careful or you might have to end up with a, an Uber driver. And I think Sparkman, <laughs> I think that's actually what he's doing now, is I think he's a an Uber driver here in the uh, UCLA area, Upper Crothersville, Lower Austin. So Yeah, because I don't think we have Uber. Well, I think, well, I think than, yeah. Sparkman's the only yeah. one. Jeff Wilson also pointed to Edelman, so that's that's eight winners. Right. Because yep, Tim right. Edelman did win. The so. Fun Fest deal, yeah. Yep. I don't even know how to spell Uber. Sober. <laughs> <laughs> Sparkman doesn't either. 
It's really Goober and an intoxicated guy said said Uber instead. Oh and yeah, stuck. Huh. That's funny how things work out. <laughs> Scoot up here and you can see. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a guy be able to be out of the camera more often than just what, peeking what around Rod a has been able to do right here. <laughs> These guys are the racers. I'm just here for the entertainment. He thinks he's entertainment. Well, earlier, he's the one. That, he's the one that's got us here. He's, it's his fault that we're all sitting here. Earlier, you said you were here for the good looks, but you won't get on camera for everybody to see. Boy, that just got you a lot of laughs. <laughs> see, I've got a face for radio, but I'm on camera and I don't care. <laughs> I can feel half the county right now on the floor laying down. <laughs> Lights just came on in Tampico from everybody laughing. <laughs> yep, the bright lights. <laughs> Somebody said he ain't got Roger there. That's he's lying. <laughs> so I don't even know where to go after that. <laughs> Derek says that he hopes he shares next year. That uh, oh, my dog came out. Oh, Bowser. Haven't owned a race car for so Derek sell his car too. Is his car gone then? Or I don't know if he sold it. Um, I know it's for sale. He said he hadn't owned a car in 10 years. That's why I didn't know maybe if he sold his, too. So. I don't know. Derek, let us know. Breaking news here. You sold your car, too? i seen he had a couple people interested. It's a good car, so if anybody's looking for a good pure stock, it, it would be a nice car. But, uh, can you somehow turn that so I can read it without getting in the camera? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to get up here and get in the camera so you can read it. <laughs> Or bring your own tablet, see, that way you can read yeah. what you said. So. Right. Can I get that on my phone? <laughs> you could. Uh, We're on ESPN, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. okay, hey. Sandy said Je- Jeff and Jason raced in the same race at Red Hill, too, then. So you guys. Yeah, we did. Um, that's right. Red Hill used to, man, that's a really nice racetrack. Yeah, know. that's and a great racetrack. It race shut track. down. And, yeah. you know, honestly, it was one of, mm-hmm. besides Kokomo, it and brownstown it's one of my favorite places to ever go race it was it was just big and carried a lot of speed um we did race there i jeff if he's still on here i think jeff raced when northern all-stars raced at red hill too uncle roger uncle roger won a race there yeah that was his last that that is is mike davis proud owner of the zero two car as of two hours ago so Derek Clegg sold his pure stocks. So. I'm just going to throw this out there. Clegg, did you get all those cheating parts off of it that we got on ours? You know, I and mean, we got to take all that stuff off when we sell that stuff. You know, you, I hope you did that right. <laughs> well, that's what you meant when you still had it at the shop and you were going through it, right? Right. And see, I got mine from Rick Gum. Rick Gum, give me all mine. <laughs> we don't call we don't call those cheating parts on here if they came from gum. Though we call that hidden magic. Hidden magic. Hidden magic. Okay. Hidden well, magic. innovating. Hidden. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a song about that. <laughs> yep. the, the device. The device. <laughs> I just wish I was smart enough to come up with a device. I'm barely smart enough to put my car together to, to get out there. Again, so. and Jeff did say he raced at Red Hills. So that's why I thought back yeah. when he ran Northern All-Stars you know, years ago. He was, you know, Jeff was the first ever Northern All-Star tra- champion. Right. He, he raced at Red Hills. So. Yep. And I'll give the shout-out here. Jeff Walters is watching us. And uh, Jeff Walters said, uh, uh, obviously, running for Jackson County Sheriff next week. Make sure to get out and vote um, and exercise your rights. So I'll give a shout-out there to Jeff Walters here on the podcast. Jeff Walters? Yeah. (laughs) Jeff Walters sponsored me uh, over there a couple nights this year. You know, Walters for Sheriff. So 
Jeff's good guy. He's a very good very guy. Very good I, guy. I hope he pulls it off. Absolutely. So make sure you get out and vote. And if you're uh, if you're looking for a candidate for sheriff, Jeff would be a great choice for sure. Jeff Wilson also says traction control from heirs. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> joke from Jamie I, I Wilson. that. Yeah, yeah, the banquet. I can't wait yeah. to get to the banquet this year and thank Jamie Wilson for stepping out and giving me his traction control. I mean, that was that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of head turning with, with air sitting there and everybody looking at him. You yeah, know, was... and anybody who paid any attention on the racetrack knows the last two people in the world. I mean, when we'd go by, we was turning 10 grand, oh, yeah. racing each other, you know, right there. for We, we was the last two people that would have had traction control. But, you know, it, it's funny and good story. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so finishing up this car, getting ready to, to move it over to the next one. So when do you think you'll start looking for the next car and kind of start working towards that? I'm already, I'm already looking. I'm just looking, like I say, it's all about money. And, and unfortunately, I don't have the unlimited funds to do it. So looking for a great deal on a car, a cheap one, something I know if I, if it doesn't work out, I can sell it and get my money back. So or you know the ultimate dream would be just to find one already going and somebody say hey just come drive this thing and you know we'll help we help work on it and they pay the bills that's what we really would like to happen but you know it's just everybody's dream and it won't become a reality i wouldn't think but well but if a guy's out there looking for a, a driver you would definitely be one to consider i mean again we can we can read off this season's accolades um you know Brown Sound track champion, Bloomington track champion, national champion in the sportsman's class. Uh, regional champion. Regional yeah. champion, Kokomo clash. But like I say, that has nothing to do with the driver. That's all the great guys that's behind the scenes working on it that don't get this kind of recognition. You know, I mean, they're using Jason Heyman as the – and promoting Jason Heyman, but it's not me. It's the other guys. So. And I agree 100%, but it also matter who's sitting in the seat too. And and I know maybe sometimes, but not you know when that thing just kind of just floats around the racetrack and goes where you want it to go. It's right. That's perfect. That's but, what you're after. And I agree. And I but I'm I all, bet we could we couldn't have put Harley Brown in your seat and he could have drove that car like you did. Harley so. Brown, boy, that brings back some memories. God, I love that guy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. But I, but you know I'm gonna, four. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to what Rod said earlier, and I and that's something that you know the older guys that have been on with experience have talked about that I think the younger guys forget sometimes. You know, you talk about buying Jeff's car and that Jeff could drive it and, and he'd drive the wheels off of it and you couldn't drive it backwards. That's what I think people miss the boat sometimes. It's not about, man, if I had, you know, and I don't want to kill anybody trying to sell their car right now, hurting their sale value, but right. it, it's not about, man, if I just had Jason Heyman's car, I could jump in and I could do what Jason Heyman did. You've got the right team with the right driver that's setting you up to, to drive the way you drive. So, sure. and don't, don't sell yourself short. Man. You can wheel. I don't know about wheel, but we 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 go out and have fun and have a good time. And you know when when the good Lord brings us home, you can't take none of this stuff with you, but you can take the memories, and that's what we're here for: is the good times and the um, the memories you get to take with you. Jeff Wilson said, "Give yourself some credit." Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he's one of the guys I sit there many years and watched him and my dad and my uncle Raj. I watched all them guys racing. Jeff was always very competitive and one yeah. of the guys you kept your eyes on all the time as a kid. Hey, by the way, I got a cheap one sitting down in the holler you can just have. 
A cheap car? Yeah. Yeah, that thing's about rusted in two. I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't, say, I don't want to go meet the good Lord just yet. Raj could probably find you a Galaxy 500 yeah. service station somewhere. That's what's left of it. <laughs> That's back when racing was fun. You didn't have to spend a bunch of money, yeah. I think. I, I wish we could go back that, but it's never, ever, no. ever going to happen. So I spent more money on my helmet than we did in the car. Probably <laughs> did, yes. Speaking yes. of Johnny Cash, it sounds like this may be a one piece at a time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nathan, what you got? <laughs> Throwing it around. I'm just happy to be here. Just happy to be yeah. here. <laughs> so, pops, you ain't got to say a whole lot. Let's see what what else would you have? Nothing. What's one of your favorite memories? I told you, Slim's race. Okay. Hey, I'll ask this, Jeff. And I know you kind of talked about you know you grew up around those guys. Tell us a little bit about why that is so important. I mean, what those guys meant to you. Well, we went to school from day one through first grade. Used to go home with each other on the weekends and just to be together all the time. I grew up with them, and I, you know, and then they built me my car. It's just good friendship, good, real good friendship that I'll never, never get by and never forget. And it's really cool to you know to see Jason in victory lane at that race. You better believe it. Yeah, that it was, was probably one I wanted. Me and Nathan was always really good friends. You know, Dad and Slim was friends, and you know when they hung out together, obviously me and Nathan, you know, Dad was always over there. I was with Dad, and then you know I got to hang out with Nathan a lot. Um, we tinkered a lot. We thought we was smart back in the day, but as we got older, we was really just in the way more than we was ever helping. But you know, we wanted to get in there and. and get our hands dirty and um it was probably pretty cool that you know when i won that deal nathan was right there too and you know that was really neat but uh also i want to say you know thanks you know my grandpa and my grandma got me got me here a lot too you know back in the day there was i remember one time i was not going to go to races and papal Heyman said why are you not going to go i said and you know it all goes back to money and i just had um just had a kid and me and the wife which is the ex-wife was sitting at home and and uh we was all sitting there and papa showed up and it must have been 4:30. and he said i want to go with the races he said you know i'm not going to go unless you go and i said papa i just ain't gonna go he said why not and i said well i just ain't got the money this week and i wouldn't ask him to borrow money to go because i i did not want to go in debt on a race car that's one thing i big time i'm really proud of I don't know nothing on race cars and I've always worked really hard to make sure I didn't go in the hole in racing and um he he gave me I might have been 120 dollars or something to get in to get fuel or whatever and so we went and whatever I won that night I made sure I give back to him uh it probably wasn't 120 dollars because I wasn't very good but um you know without them there's a lot of times him and mama both I remember my grandma would always go out there as I worked on the vehicle and the race car and she was always there you know if I needed somebody to hold a bolt or whatever piece of aluminum she was always right there always by my side that's what it's all about right there yeah that's what it's all about we've always been kind of you know family tied on that when it comes to racing I I could call tomorrow if everybody quit me today I could call tomorrow and Uncle Raj and Dad would probably be right there if I'd call and ask them you know to come help me do this I got something I want to add to all three of our kids, including Jason, learned their numbers at the racetrack. That's where they learned because they sat there with 
with mom and Sandy go over and sit there while I was racing or whatever. And that's how they learned all their numbers. She'd point them out to them and say, what number is that? And that's pretty cool. Yep, that's we've all grown up there. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. something oh. we will never forget. But that's that's, that's cool. really cool. I've told Matt, when I took my uh, a four-year-old a couple years ago to the No Way Out, and we were sitting there in uh, uh, turn one, and that's where he learned. At that point, he was like two, and that's when he learned what the stoplight colors meant. And he was addicted to it after the races. Every stoplight we'd come up to, he'd say, Dad, yellow, slow down. You know, or <laughs> it's red, stop. And then, you know, and then as soon as it turned green, Dad, you got to go, got to go, got to go. And I'm like, son, you know, we're in traffic. It's not the racetrack <laughs> with the green drop. We don't get to just hit the hammer. But but that was, I mean, but it is. It, that's, that's one of my coolest memories of being a father was sitting there at the mm. No Way Out and and that's what his memory is is the, you know when the green drops you go man you put the you put the foot yeah. down and go so yeah. that's that's a cool story i got to yep. tell i got to tell this on him the very first time he drove i let him drive my car and stuff and i said jason i said this is what i want you to do i said you're going to start on the tail i said don't pass anybody i said stay on the tail go around the track get the feel of it where you know what's going on that lasted about three laps and here he goes i'm thinking hey there's a racer there we go yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what my son is now claiming that that's what he wants to be i've, I've laughed and said it on here before when he went to three-year-old preschool my wife did that the thing everybody's got to do now and where they're what they want to be when they grow up and the little board and he wanted to be a be spider-man as a three-year-old at four he wanted to be a race car driver so i don't know which one's more unrealistic <laughs> for his future but i was laughing as i let him let him drive the lawnmower the other day and i took him out in the bean field after we got the beans out and we got right out in the bean field and the first thing he reached for was a throttle and pushed it up as fast as he could and i thought all right that's okay yeah. <laughs> you knew where that was yeah. you weren't going to just play around if he's going to let me do it i'm going to get it so there you go uh, jason still. jeff uh, wants to know what kind of chassis you're looking for but then the next line he says he'll wreck you next year to win the patman so uh, i hope we get a make to the patman but you know we'll just have to see where it ends up you know i know but i know jeff wilson a whole lot better than that he can sit and say that he would wreck me to do that but i know way better he wouldn't do oh yeah it. I, not at all and really? also Pete really? says that he's waiting on a text from you so i, I don't know what the, what that's all about but i can tell you what that's about uh, uh we raced at montpelier this weekend and, and oh, i was yeah. the guy that got in the back of him but it, i did have a little help uh, and like i said it was on a restart it was wide open around the top and steve knows what you know we're running around there wide open and i've raced steve a thousand times and we know he knows that i wouldn't do it on purpose he was but, used to so there's my there's my apology steve peden i apologize <laughs> <laughs> but i did have a little help <laughs> my back bumper shows it i mean let's be honest steve i mean he did this on on you know live radio or live uh, podcast yeah. I'm not I'm not perfect and nobody in here is perfect and we all no. make mistakes and like I said the one thing yeah you're not perfect either okay, I don't know. but, uh, but I'll guarantee he knows Nathan I has perfectly white shoes though yes <laughs> I do yeah. I'll be honest we may have to have Raj back all the time even off camera oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he always steals the show just for color commentary, commentary back there. Ain't even on TV in one. Second. He's like the guy on the talk show. You know, introduces the guest and stands off to the side the whole time. He is, know? but just 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 jumps in with witty comments every time he can. Just give me a microphone at home, and I'll keep you entertained. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, Sandy said, ask Jason about his go-kart he got for Christmas when he was seven. Okay, I know where this is going. Uh, <laughs> Dad took me down to the... To the um, this was when I first got started. Like I guess we wasn't racing. It was just driving. And we he uh, got me a go-kart. We went down to the uh, elementary school, and they had like a little circle track deal set up there. You could go to one end of the, drive, or one end of the uh, driveway and turn around and come back. We set up our own little track. They didn't have it. That was the parking well, lot. Well, we, yeah, we kind of made our own, but, you know, <laughs> Dad was teaching me to turn left, and we was going around there. Well, I don't think he ever rode this thing. He just kind of bought it and said, here you go, son, take off. Well, I couldn't reach the gas pedals or the brake pedals, so we put we taped some pop cans to the gas pedal and to the brake pedal, and uh, he hadn't rode it. Well, I hauled this thing down in there wide open, and the throttle stuck. Uh-oh. And here's where I need this beat button because it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I would not ride it no more. I was done with it. It sit there, the throttle stuck, and I'm flipping out. You know, luckily oh, yeah. I was able to spin out, and I would not get back on it. I tell was him, out. Tell them how you stopped it. I uh, spun out and hit the hit the uh, run into the curb. Curb. Yep. <laughs> now I ask him about his go kart experience. Well, let's just hear it. What's this? A dual dual motor in the backyard. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's dad, a hospital dad, trip right there. Yeah, yeah. Dad dad bought me and Rod a go kart. Well, I'd come home from school. We got home from school. Dad been working on it, and he put another motor on it. So we had double motor. So we sort of had our little fit about who was going to ride. So I won. I jumped in the seat, and Dad gives that thing a pull, and it took off. And he had it up on blocks, and when it took off the throttle he had it wired up backwards you push it down and it idled you get off of it and it'd run wide open well, it, was, it was running wide it was running wide open and dad thought oh god so he just shut me off and I was a little bitty guy sound across the neighbor's backyard and I, I went I look like a dukes of hazard now I mean I shot that thing off and it went way up in there and I was going right towards Durham's barn and dad said oh my god he runs in that barn and to kill him and I was going right at it. I didn't know what to do. I thought, heck, ain't no way I'm giving it any more gas. I'm really flying. So I just whipped, and we was in a sand lane and field like, you know, when it hit that thing. And it went in about 15 donuts and tried to take back off and died. That was it. Jeff got off of it, and I didn't get back on for a good long time. So you guys have had the same experience. Well, that's what I'm sitting here yeah, thinking. Yeah, he, I think yeah. he set me up. I think well, so you know, too. his yeah. first ever go-kart ride wasn't pretty. He was making sure his kids was like that. Yeah. I, that's what I think. I think he done it on purpose. No, I think no, you're right. No, no. I know my wife no. is over at my parents' house. And she's she's all logged in. Yeah, and she's been logged in, so yeah. I'm like, I want to tell this story. My dad bought me a mini bike, and I was I was a little guy because my dad always rode motorcycles, and and he was so proud I got on it and I was riding and I was buzzing around the backyard. Life was going good. And my my mom he he goes and gets my mom out of the house and shows it. Then I take off and I'm headed right towards our pole barn. And my mom goes, "You taught him how to start my, or stop." And my dad didn't even say anything. He just took off running and said, "Oh shit!" And he's running towards me. He, he taught me how to throttle. He never taught me how to brake. I went right through an evergreen tree and right into the side of the pole barn. But I know I love when mom tells that story. Dad didn't even think. No, he just took off running and thought, hey, I forgot something. So. Carlos says Poppy had a go-kart experience with going to the hospital as well. Yes, he did. And since we're bringing up the go-kart stuff, we we're, as we get older, we realize we can't um, – wheel the race cars like we used to so we, we we go back down and we try to get everybody together once a year and we do this go-kart ride down there at french lick so dad was out on a truck and i called poppy and i said hey poppy i said we're gonna go go-kart ride and he used to race go-karts so he's pretty experienced i mean he should have just flat whooped us 
And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we get down there, and poor Poppy, we, first lap. Now, I got to give him credit. He's a tough old burden. Um, if you ever race down there, the first corner is like, it's a little tricky, mm-hmm. but you yeah, can go through there one, wide right? open. Well, Roger goes in there wide open because I'd, I'd give him some pointers. I said, Roger, you don't lift. I'm telling you, man. You just drive this thing down in there. So he was listening. He hauls her down in there and hits the wall, and it break, you know, cracked three ribs or broke a couple or something. Outside. Yeah. But I give him credit. He'd done all that on the very first lap, and he ran to the end of the race. And, and hell, I don't think we even lapped him. He was on it. But as soon as we got done, he couldn't hardly breathe, and, and he laid at the house for a couple of weeks. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. I, it made me feel bad and they, so now whenever we have the go-kart trip i kind of just kind of go down my contacts oh there's roger we'll skip that one and go to the next one <laughs> i had to teach you to listen to him well <laughs> my guys want to go out and have a good time after we go with and i said jason i'm having a good time just trying to get in the car <laughs> i said let's go home yeah it's 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 amazing that my wife and i are married we went down there before we were married to the one in french lick yeah. and she got spun out and i was leading and it was a bunch of my buddies and me and she got spun out. Well, the workers didn't see her over there, and she was up against the, the rail and couldn't get off of it. And I come around, and she was yelling at me, wanting me to bump her. And I said, no, I'm in the lead. I just drove right on fire. As soon as we got done and we got out, she wasn't very happy with me, and I wouldn't help her. And I said, you don't understand. I'm not listening to these guys talk all night about how I stopped and helped you. I was in the lead. I'm gone. Yeah. You're on your My own. first, uh, when we went go-kart riding one time, I got me and the – Carla had been racing Hornets. Well, she'd rolled a couple Hornets. And uh, so we get there, and Tyler Kane was there, and, and Carla was iffy on riding these go-karts. She's like, I'm not going to ride them, Jason. She said, there's no roll cage around them. She said, what if you roll one? I said, Carla, you cannot roll one of these things indoors. I said, it's not going to happen. Well, her and Tyler Kane was out there racing. Her and Kane got into it, and next thing you know, she's on her side, and she was pissed. She's like, I thought you said you couldn't roll on these. I said, well, you're the only one I've ever seen ever try to do it. Leave it to you. Brandon Norman says she was three feet in the air. Yeah, Brandon Norman's not lying. She was really yeah. close. I didn't get to see it because I think we was up toward the front, and she was maybe toward the back. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I just got invited by uh, Richard Young that races a, a pure stock. He's having a birthday bash at French Lake. Oh, really? this month. Did you get invited also? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, he sent something to I'm me. I'm telling you, it's, it's fun. We need to get a bunch of racers well, together. He's, he's, in a big he said the it. more it's going to be set up Grand Prix style. It so, is. Oh, it is. It's yes. a blast. So, that uh, is fun. He, but it's going to be, you know, the track's just going to be rented for his event. So if you guys know, know Richard, he races the 19 Pure Stock. He, uh, he's looking for people. I think he's invited like 125, and only like 12 people said they'd show up. Really? So. Yeah, so I'll, maybe maybe needs to reach out to you guys, yeah. Nathan, and we normally get about twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a fun track down there. We I, went when uh, my brother Ryan he had his bachelor party. We went and rode go karts, and then we went to French Lick, which or the casino, which we ain't going to talk about that. Good thing we went to the go kart track first, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's nice little place down there. It is. When I was still coaching football, I took the senior football players down there and. And, and let them race. And one of the boys knew nothing about racing. And when you go to the feature, they, they line you up double file and take you around slow and bring you to the green. Well, he thought that he had never been to a, <coughs> a go-kart track where they did that. He thought that he had gotten the one card at, like, the cheap tracks that was just faster than everybody else. We made it about four turns, and I hear him yell, Woo! And he's flying around all of us. They had to line us all up again and bring us back around and tell him, "You're under caution, man. You can't. You can't go." 
<laughs> he thought, I found the right card. I'm, I'm the fast one. Yeah. You got to get out of the way now. I'm on it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not driving this slow the whole race. Yeah. No, that would be that would be actually a great outing. Mm-hmm. I think we all need to go down and, and do that. That would be a lot of fun. Well, if we don't, don't make it to uh, Richard's there, maybe we need to have throttled up night out there. Or something. I like it. Invite that some drivers. Cool. and. Uh, of course, you know me. Me and Dustin are, are non-drivers, so just remember well, that when you rough us up out there. Maybe, we, maybe we invert. There you go. Oh, you remember getting an assist, Carla? Oh, the assist. See yeah. if she'll respond to that. Hey, tell them about the little go kart deal in Myrtle Beach. Oh, I just seen here it Between says you and Jason you. got kicked out. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that. Go ahead. Yeah, you do. I don't. Whenever you hit, whenever you hit me real hard and spun me around four or five times, and they made you quit. You know what he does? He goes up there and he says, well, I was in the number three car. I thought you were supposed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I got kicked out of a lot of go-kart tracks. I will say, have you ever been to the kart country one outside of Louisville? Mm -hmm. It's a a road course style, but it's outside. And I had had somebody tell me, and I took some of the football coaches down there one year, but they said, there's no rules. And I'm like, oh, there's rules. There's got to be. Well, you race one lap. And there's like, there'll be like dual carts with like parents and their kid, but there literally are no rules. I mean, we were driving them across the grass and, and yep. T-boning other people to come yep. back around, hitting tires. Maybe and, that's where we need to go. And we, <laughs> no. We'd pull back in and it was like two college kids sitting there. And we'd, every time we'd get out, we'd wait for them to tell us we weren't coming back again. We'd just get back in line. They'd just take our ticket. I'm like, yep. I mean, we destroyed each other. So that's a, that's. I don't know if the management has changed, but it used to be a great place to go race go-karts. There was no rules. You don't have to worry about mowing the grass that way. No, we, we tore it all down. I think that? I'll set out on that one. I might video it then. <laughs> For Bill safe Earnhardt distance. has a pass in the grass, you know. So. We, where right. is that at? There's, it's, it's right outside of Louisville. Shepherdsville. Yeah. 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 There, there was a grandma and me and another guy were coming to the, the finish line and she had her little granddaughter in, in the dual cart with her, and she's running right down the middle of the track, and they're driving slow. And we come up, and we split her, <laughs> and the other guy kind of clipped her front end as he came back over to try and get to me. And you should have heard her yelling and screaming at us when she got up there. My buddy goes, ma'am, it was for the win. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was for the win. Yeah. I can't help but the edge out there. Carla said racing under caution is fine when someone is hitting you in, in the lineup. Yeah, that would be Raji. They was doing an enduro one night, and and uh, my wife Carla, she was on the I think started on the front row. Well, we go to the lineup shoot or go to the lineup check the lineup, and there's probably I don't know fifty or sixty cars in these enduros, and and right behind her was Poppy, and he said. Now, Carla, he said, I'm telling you right now, he said, I'm just going to beat the shit out of your back bumper. He said, you know, you better get going. Well, they pulled the cars on the racetrack, and they was three or four wide, and Carla's on the pole. And they're coming around, and, you know, they said, all right, what we're going to do is they lined everybody up. They got everybody on the racetrack, lined them all up, and Tim Keithley was running at the time, and he said, what we're going to do is go around one slow lap, and then as we come off four, we'll throw the, throw the green. Well, they they get ready to take off. He's busting her in the rear end, you know, and she's nervous, so she just takes off. Wow, she leaves everybody. That the back of the pack hadn't even started yet, and he's laughing because he's carrying on, got her going, and she's going. Well, Tim runs her down on the four wheeler and's like, "Carla, you gotta wait." She goes, "Well, heck, he was beating me in the back. I thought I was supposed to go." <laughs> she was in the lineup shooting. I was behind her, and I was sitting there, and her her family. She it was her first race, and her family was up there on the fence. 
and everything. And I sit there and I bump her. And she'd move forward a little bit and I'd bump her. She'd move forward a little bit, and I looked up her and her family. I think if they got through the fence, they'd come down there and kick my butt. <laughs> well, we're at a little over an hour, Matt. Anything else you got? No. No. We want to thank everybody for coming out. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jason, Jeff, Roger, I, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, we have been wanting, you know, in these, these off-season episodes we're going to do every other week to just kind of – you know, we don't have a whole lot of points racing to talk or standings or what's coming up, but to just tell stories and have some fun and and you guys were a great way to kick it off. I really appreciate it. So, so yeah, you'll, anybody else, thanks let us know. Us. You know, if they want to show up, two or three of you, we'll sit around and talk like this again. You know, in the off season. So, right. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah off season, off mic. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason, again, congratulations on the year, man. It was yeah, it was a lot of fun yeah. and. Uh, and I'll I'll throw one more dig at you. I mean, it is nine ten, and we're finishing an episode with Jason Heyman. We're we're usually an hour away from starting them. Yeah, yeah. Last time we finished it, you know, Jason wasn't even in the house yet when we did the right. first one with him. Yeah, so. the last one we got started way late, but yeah. it was it was for good reason. Oh it yeah, was for yeah, good yeah, reason. Yeah. Family comes first, and that and you know that was Jason was with family that. Don't night, say so. that because my wife was in the hospital, so don't yeah. don't say family comes first all the time. I think we both kind of got in trouble. All right, well, thanks everybody for being here and uh, everybody on Facebook Live. We appreciate it. All right, thanks for having us. Good night.